Good evening and hope you had a wonderful day. First of all, I wanted to check in on the homework that we created last night. No, don't worry, I won't be collecting it. Although I actually do appreciate those who sent me a message with an example of what they did and the impact it had on the other as well as themselves. I did, however, want to ask you to just think about the 24-hour challenge. And if you did find an opportunity to make a Kiddush Hashem, which we defined as acting as God's brand manager of Judaism, to help do something specific to improve and strengthen the Jewish brand. Because after all, the more good we do, the better our brand becomes. However, tonight, I don't want to just share an idea. I first want to discuss the important nature of the way Jews study and see if we could somehow incorporate that into our chevra, our group, and then we'll return to the idea of doing good for others. Now, as you know, this 2,711-day commitment is not the actual Dafyomi, but we've created our own parallel track to learn about Judaism for the same commitment of time. Sometimes I reference Talmud, other times Torah, other times Jewish philosophy. It's obviously not the actual page of Talmud, because as I've posted and you've seen, one side of Talmud, let alone both, would take us over an hour each night to get through, and not all the topics would necessarily resonate or be practical to everyone on this chat. So, instead, we just pick out different ideas. That having been said, in addition to this WhatsApp learning group, I am actually learning the Dafyomi each day as well, with my good friend and Chavruta, Rabbi Eli Karfunkel. What is a Chavruta? It means a study partner. As opposed to simply cramming information, as we often do when we're looking to increase our knowledge, the Jewish way of study encourages what is called Chavruta-style learning, learning with a partner together. For those who have been to a Bet Midrash, a Jewish study hall, that is why it is the exact opposite of a library. When you study in a library, the goal is to be quiet. But when you study in a Jewish study hall, the noise is often overwhelming from the outsider's point of view, as the study partners debate, discuss, and argue, all in the name of better understanding the text. Why do we do this? It could be traced back to a passage in the Talmud on Ta'anit 7a. The Talmud quotes Rabbi Chama, the son of Rabbi Hanina, who explains the meaning of a sentence in Proverbs 27.17, which reads, Barzel bavarzel yachad, ve'ish yachad penei re'ehu. As iron sharpens iron, so too man sharpens the wit of his friend. So asks Rabbi Chama, what exactly does that even mean? And goes on to explain that just as two iron implements are sharpened by rubbing each against the other, so too, when Torah scholars study together, they sharpen their understanding of Jewish law. Meaning that if you really want to understand something, you got to find a study partner. The questions they ask back and forth help to clarify the truth and depth of the information being studied. So why do I mention that? Because not only did that happen through by Ellie and me today, but I realized, although this group is studying in a virtual space and by nature of the group it is a one-way street with me giving over teachings to you, there is value for me in hearing the questions that people ask to sharpen my thoughts and understanding of the information as well. And here is an example. A few days ago, we did the piece on day three from the Tzitkas Tzadik, where I said how if God wants to do you a favor, he sends you someone who needs help to your doorstep. Remember that? It was a cool idea. God gives you the opportunity to do a good deed as a favor. Shortly thereafter, my good friend Kin Addis asked me the following question. If I was saying that if God wants to do us a favor, he sends someone knocking on our door to help, then what if no one's asking for help? Is it still a mitzvah to step in and do a good deed when no one is asking for it? First of all, great question. Always ask questions. I thought about the question and on one level knew that the general answer is yes. I mean, after all, as Jews, we don't really believe in live and let live. 
We believe in all for one and one for all, and I should see part of my purpose in life as looking for opportunities to help, because that's why I'm here. But while I knew it, I kept thinking I'm missing something deeper, and then it hit me. I just mentioned two important points. First of all, a major goal of life is to do as much good and be a giver to as many people as possible. And point number two, if God therefore wants to do you a favor, he sends you an opportunity to help someone in need. And because of Kim's question, I kept thinking, what does he say a favor if it's something we're supposed to be doing? I think the answer is that when it comes to doing something nice for someone that really stands out, you know what the hardest part often is? Finding a situation where someone needs help. Obviously, if someone asked me to help, I would do it. But our goal is to pursue and find opportunities to help. Imagine if we sought out an opportunity the way we seek out a good bargain. I kid you not, I went to Metro today specifically looked to find the opportunity where I could help someone carry their bags to their car to be that person and to do it proudly. So in order to fulfill our purpose in life, we must find opportunities to help others. And that can actually be hard. But here's the key. If God wants to be nice to you, to do a favor for you, then he doesn't leave you to find the opportunities to help. He'll start sending them your way. Imagine if today you had 10 experiences that happened to you, which put you in a position to do something nice to help others. How would you feel at the end of such a day? Amazing. And you might even thank God for giving you such a meaningful and fulfilling day. That is how I now understand the entire concept. So first of all, thank you, Kim, for enabling me to understand my understanding even more, and hopefully yours as well. I'd like to suggest that maybe even on Wednesdays, what we do is I take one of the questions or comments that's been shared with me and utilize that as a springboard to deepen our understanding of something we previously discussed. And most importantly, as always, I now just want to wish you a wonderful night. Feel free to carry on the 24-hour challenge again tomorrow and again the next day and again the day after so that we all merit to have God's favors doing for us as much as we can go ahead and do for others.